Welcome to the Quantum Alignment Q&A, Humboldt series, where we traverse through an array of healing modalities to educate, empower, and excite our listeners on their path of holistic health and wellness. In sharing various practitioners' experiences and insight, we hope to cultivate a deeper relationship between one's true self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. Join naturopath, transpersonal psychologist, and cannabis therapy consultant, Dr. Pepper Hernandez, in the Humboldt Quantum Alignment Series. And now, here is your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Welcome, and thank you so much for taking time to be present with us today. Our intention for this podcast is for each and every one of us to get one step closer to the highest version of our aligned self each and every day, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. My name is Pepper Hernandez, and I have the pleasure of interviewing Vishnu. He is a medicine man, ceremony facilitator, and guide for deep spiritual work and so much more. Thank you, Vishnu, for making time for us today. Thank you for having me, Pepper. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to your ascension process, to your awakening. Happy to download any form of knowledge that will benefit you. Thank you for your presence. Well, I am thrilled to have this conversation with you. You do so much. You're traveling. It sounds like you and I have a lot in common that we will unfold through the next hour. And I hope that a lot of our audience, our listening audience and our viewing audience will get some tips and tools to help with their ascension path as that's something that you do on a regular basis. Can you tell our audience um, what it is that you actually do? It looks like you are devoted to your service and that you vow to assist the awakening of beings to one's true nature. What does that mean and what does that consist of? Sounds like a big undertaking. It, it sounds like a lot, I'm sure. Uh, in, in reality, it's really just being present. I mean, all of that can be summed up with presence, just being fully present. And so uh, the most amount of work that I do is on me and staying out of my way so that prana, life force, energy can flow through me uh, in its most productive form or its most harmonious form. And so in that, uh, I, I become of service to others. And so how this, how this looks in a day-to-day life is, is I'm very aware of all the words that would come out of my mouth, the thoughts that I'm having and the energy that I'm generating. And so that expands well beyond my vessel to a way of living, a lifestyle. So that correlates to clean food, dietary. I live a, a plant-based diet uh, because that influences world economies and the environment of, of the planet itself. And so uh, my life is a living service. Every single moment that I'm breathing, I'm aware of how my energy is interacting with the field of energy that we are as one. That brings to me people who are a like vibration, who are seeking. Oftentimes I, I encounter people who consider themselves seekers. And so I was a seeker once upon a time. And at this point, uh, I'm a wisdom carrier. And so uh, really all this information are the energy around us is information and i have made myself a hub of information 
And so I pour that information out for people so that one can advance themselves in whatever aspect they are focusing on at the time. It could be physical, making sure their body feels physically good, uh, being healthy that way, or cleaning up a particular ailment that one has. Also knowledge on emotional wellness, on how to uh, just be nice and stable in your emotional state. Mental clarity uh, generally is, is it, it would be finding peace, having peace of mind, having uh, a mind that's pacified so it's not constantly anxious and seeking something. Then ultimately, as we, we move all of these elements into alignment, that opens up spiritual wealth or spiritual health and connection to the divine. And so there are a number of methods in which I use, you know, being, being I'm an ordained minister. And so I, I allow uh, spirit to speak through me as a vessel, directing people to practice such as meditation or breath work, exer simple exercise, grounding oneself in nature, how to get that connection so you can hear, say, communication with animals, the trees, air, wind, connection with the elements, connection with stars, perhaps ancestors, even spirit guides. And then one area of focus that has been really called forth for the last few years, and I've been practicing this psilocybin for 20 years for me personally, 10 years with people outside of just me, with, with people in general. And it's it really, really been like I said, called forth in the last few years, I'd say the last three years, very heavy with it. And it's the use of entheogenic compounds, specifically psychedelic compounds, and their function to help open one's mind or expand one's mind and open the heart space so that we can have a better understanding of, of the question, who am I? And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's all of that in my everyday life. It's in my every interaction on social media, it's in my every interaction. If I'm even just at a, a gas station, anywhere I am, it's being very consciously aware that I'm interacting with myself and how do I wish to interact with myself? How do I wish to treat myself? And so that's, that's the life that I, I've cultivated. I love that. And when you say that's the life that you've cultivated, can you tell us a little bit about your holistic journey, how it began, what got you on this journey? Were you just born enlightened or did it <laughs> happen along the way because as spirits in human bodies we recognize that we have to go through or I shouldn't say have to we, sometimes we choose to go through certain trials and tribulations or lessons or things that we have to dive into in order I believe to go through it successfully and teach other people so does that resonate with you? And, and how's, how is that in alignment with your holistic journey, if you would like to share? So it really, it truly has been a lifelong journey. And, and so the, the initiations that, that I had as a child were really the preparations or the foundation for my life as I, I, I live it now. And so I was unaware in that portion of my life as a child that I was being prepared for such an experience in my adult life. But there were some milestones that turned my awareness to this path. And uh, the, first, the first milestone would be when I was 19 and introduced to psilocybin, which began a 20-year relationship with 
mushrooms and the benefits of those. And so for the first 10 years of, of that relationship, I was doing a lot of personal exploration and experimentation, even with friends who would allow the experience. And I would find out how others responded and how consistent the results were with this medicine. Uh, having a background in athletics, I naturally was drawn to nutrition and biology and physiology to understand my body and how to maximize my athletic career, which I was a division one wrestler in college uh, and, and high school, high school All-American. And so it led to a great foundation of, of natural um, awareness, how to eat in a way that maximizes your health. Uh, and then the next milestone, I would say, actually took place in the year 2009. After college and after years of a career in management, I had exhausted the, the social role, Grijasta role, the wearing a mask to uphold the social game. And it was just not fulfilling. And I knew that there was something more to life than what has been told to me as a social uh, recipe for success. And so I, I literally had exhausted that and decided to follow the words of Jesus. At the time, I was reading the Bible a lot, and he spoke directly to me, and, and his words, are, everyone can hear them, and they're in the Bible. He said, get rid of all your possessions and follow me. And so I did that. I literally got rid of everything except for my truck at the time and some clothing and a few tools that I could use for camping and what have you, got in my truck. And in January 2010, I, I left. I took the leap of faith, and it led me into Mexico for a 14-month, extremely expansive adventure. And that ended up leading to a, a reforming of my diet more to an organic all natural diet. I got much further away from meats and dairies and all this stuff. And it was self-evident what it was doing to me. And so, uh, I just continued to offer what I was learning along this path to friends and family to a point where I, it, it really developed into its own practice. And, and so now I, I offer everything that I I've accumulated in terms of wisdom or knowledge to, to anyone who is willing to see if it works for them, because ultimately all paths come home. And so even though I have certain tactics that I use, they may not use or be as efficient or effective for somebody else. So uh, for those who they are, I'm happy to offer them. And so it's been a lifelong journey with turning points to turn my awareness to the journey that I actually incarnated into uh, long before I was even aware that I was, I was doing it. Well, what a wonderful story. You've kind of gone through so much at a short age and we can all, no matter where we are in our life, we can kind of relate to those places that you have been. Now you said something, and I'd, I'd love for you to explain a little bit more about social roles. You, you called it something, and I'd love for you to share with us what that is and where you've learned type of terminology. Ah, perfect. Yeah, so uh, I referred to it as grihasta. Grihasta is, is, is translated as householder, and so that comes from Hindu uh, teachings on the manifestation of the divine, and so there are teachings around cycles and how pure consciousness comes into form and then eventually goes out of form. And so the four stages that this comes or uh, is referred to is the first stage is studentship. 
you're born as a student, uh, brahmacharya. And so you'll go through uh, a season of learning and growing as a child does. And then you would enter the next stage, grihasta, which is householder. You would take up a social role. So this is known as, as an occupation, your vocation. And you would uphold that because it's your duty to uphold the social game, the, the world game. And then once a person has fulfilled those roles and really wants to know what am I doing here or what life is, you generally would enter the stage of vanaprastha. And once upon a time, this literally meant that you went out into the wilderness and away from all societal games so that you can discover who you are without anyone telling you who you are. There's no outside influence whatsoever, pure inner guidance and in nature. And then once a person has done the vanaprastha stage for whatever length of time that maturing process takes place, you would enter the stage shamana. Shamana is the root of the word shaman. And this is uh, what I actually use for a definition of shaman, particularly in the medicine practice world now, because there are a lot of trendy uh, folks who like to jump into the medicine world and pose as if they have some very deep knowledge when they've really just been initiated, like they've really just begun. And so I truly refer to a shaman as someone who knows who they are truly at the core of their being and has been experienced in it. And it's, it's more of a, an accumulation of their journey rather than uh, an initiation into a shaman role. And yeah, and that comes from Hindu teachings, Hindu lineage. I thank you so much for sharing that with our audience, the four stages. And, you know, just to recap the student, the householder, the wilderness, you know, going out into the wilderness. Tree, tree dweller is what it refers, it, it, it translates to tree dweller, Vana Prasta. Tree dweller, that's the maturing um, space. And then, you know, then you're graduating kind of into uh, the shaman energy of wisdom and, and being truly you. And I see our culture, and this is kind of a side note here, but I see our culture and the planet really going from householder to wilderness maturing phase. I mean, you're seeing that with young people, with the millennials and zillennials and the, you know, alphas, all the younger people, they are just kind of skipping that householder space and not really wanting to do the career necessarily. I'm not speaking for everyone, but I'm seeing it more and more. And I think it's just beautiful that people have that opportunity. They can jump in. And, and of course that's a select few people that I am seeing, but um, I, I just think that's wonderful. So thank you for sharing that with us. I would like to touch on a couple other things that may be a little personal, if you don't mind. Sure, please. I invite it. Okay. So we, the audience didn't get to see, but we, as in the, the crew here and myself, we got to see a little journey around your <laughs> um, spaceship, as you call it, and how fun. And by the way, you are a very clean, tidy person, which says a lot about our internal and external, right? Isn't that true? Um, yeah, what our external looks like, our internal looks like, and you are like shiny and clean, it looks like. So, <laughs> but there was some beautiful plant medicine that you carry with you on a regular basis. And I just wanted to know if there's any specific plant medicine types that you feel you have an expertise in. And can we go in that direction for a little while? Absolutely. Happy to share on this. Yeah, the, the 
presence of the plant medicines in my RV, the number one plant medicine that I'd say that I use is actually sage, uh, white sage specifically. It is used almost daily uh, for me in every single ceremony, it's present. Uh, and, and it has no entheogenic properties or psychedelic properties to it. It's simply a cleanser of your space, cleanser of your mind, of your heart, energetically. Also, it does have the antimicrobial, antifungal uh, properties. So it can clean a, 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 a space of, of um, any type of viruses and things that you have in a space. The other plant medicine that's growing in here right now is the Wachuma San Pedro cactus. And it is known as San Pedro because it, uh, it is said to have the keys to heaven. It is a, a psychoactive uh, compound and produces some really amazing visions and deep inner perspective. I don't actually work with that plant right now. As you can see, the cactus is growing and I've made a commitment to grow it. And over the course of what feels like will be the next three years, I will come to know that plant and be able to speak for it rather than me having uh, a filter over and trying to present it through what I think it needs to, to, to say. I want to listen to it so that its voice is what is actually coming through me. And so the two uh, medicines that most people will work with me directly with is one psilocybin mushroom. And it is the longest standing relationship that I have uh, with plant medicines uh, at 20 years experience with it, 10 years of serving others in ceremonial setting. And very specifically, the last six years of my life have been Sakba level ceremony, uh, which, is, which is the highest. And I moved the idea of the ceremonies from a healing ceremony, truly to just a oneness ceremony. In, in my company, you have a chance to remember that which can never be truly forgotten. And it's the essence of our being. It's temporarily displaced as you're having the human experience, but all have access to the divine field. And so in the ceremonies with the psilocybin, one has a chance to completely dissolve the, any concept of, of self, all belief systems, and return to a space where there is no time. There is no, there is no space. There's all there is is here. There's now. And, and in that space, all fears dissolve completely because it's self-realized that there is nothing else. There is no second thing apart from you. Everything that exists is you. Wherever you go, there I am. You're here. There, there's nowhere to be but here. And so I've, I've developed quite a practice with the psilocybin, and I'm happy to deliver that back to what I consider my people of, of America, being American-born, uh, because one of the things that I found in our culture that had been lacking were rites of passage and ceremonial use of such elements are compounds. And so uh, rather than recreational use of these uh, beautiful sacred molecules, I bring sacred use of them, initiating people into a much deeper realm of understanding of oneself. Uh, and then the pinnacle medicine that I might, I literally sleep right over top of underneath, underneath my bed as is the sacred toad medicine. It's a five MEO DMT, otherwise known as the God molecule. And this molecule is very challenging to put into words as best that I can say is that it's a transcendent molecule. It will, it will for a person who is ready, allow complete dissolve of all stories whatsoever. And, and the truth is just so clear. And that can be a shocking process for some as one returns back there, a very rocking process. And for others, it can be absolute bliss. 
And so this is to me the pinnacle of, of all entheogenic experiences is to return to that complete state of Satchit Ananda or, or pure infinite bliss. And that medicine is actually harvested from a toad a living organism in the Sonoran desert. By the way, all the medicines that I work with, I have some level of connection with their production. The, the mushrooms I have been involved with the growing. And if I don't use my own mushrooms, I use somebody who I know who works at the same level that I work with. It's a very small network of people. The intention is through and through the entire process with the growing. These mushrooms are not grown for monetary distribution. They're grown for one purpose, and that's to awaken consciousness. And same with the, the, the 5-MeO-DMT. I work directly with the toad in the desert. I travel there every year. And so I have a direct connection with the source of all the molecules that I work with, including the sage and, of course, the, the wachuma, which I'm looking forward to developing a, a beautiful relationship with. Okay. I'm completely fascinated. I have so many questions now. It happens to be that time in our podcast where we're going to take a short break to give a shout out to a local aligned business that I love so very much. And I think that you will too. And when we come back, if you don't mind, Vishnu, I want to get right into the DMT. I want to know everything that you can possibly tell us. Happy to share love. Happy to share. Ever dream of becoming a cannabis therapy consultant or learning more on how cannabis heals? For a deeper understanding of your own body and mind connection using sacred medicine, take time to dive into classes anytime, anywhere with a new online program. For more information, connect on drpepperhernandez.com. This is a 10-month program, one class a month. The Cannabis Holistic Institute provides the most potent teachers Humboldt County has to offer. Students have access to Google Classrooms for downloadable handouts, charts, PowerPoint presentations, and more. Also a live streaming on Facebook, bonus pop-up classes, gifted info, and edited videos available on YouTube. Classes from History of Cannabis, The Biology of Cannabis, Specific Strains and Effects, Cannabis Healing Properties, Juicing, Edibles, and Tinctures, Cultivation and Production, Cannabis Medicine Making, Women in Cannabis Conference, Legalities and Legislations, The Cannabis Business, and more. back everyone i want to reintroduce you to our guest vishnu who has blessed us with a lot of information today and taken some time out of his schedule um, which is packed always doing things traveling 
being a facilitator, helping with self work of others, and also spending tons of time on your own self work. Obviously, it shows. Tell us a little bit about what we left you off on. We were talking about toad medicine, DMT. Share anything that you'd like, your personal journey, how you started, and then maybe tuning into where um, one would find that. We're not suggesting anyone go out and look. We want people to go to ceremony facilitators and do it in the proper way. But what is that sustainable way to do that? So that's two questions. Uh, well, first, I would just like to say thank you to, to nature and for the production of, of molecules like the 5-MeO-DMT. They are here truly to help and assist our awareness of ourselves. And so I just want to say thank you to, to Gaia, to Pachamama, the Great Spirit, that I get a chance to be a voice for this, this, the passing of the knowledge of this molecule. Thank you. And, and so uh, the 5-MeO-DMT came to me uh, six seasons ago. So it's five complete years ago. It was uh, on the very end of my 33rd year here on this planet. And I had found myself traveling to the desert in Arizona. And really interestingly, uh, I was prepared to walk out to a community in the middle of the desert. Uh, uh, and I didn't have to walk. A, a very nice young man actually gave me a ride out to the community. I had arrived on Father's Day. That evening, I was admiring the sunset in Arizona in this very, I'd, I'd say, blissful state of awareness and just being present. And I looked to my left and there was this giant toad gorgeous giant toad. It was the biggest toad I'd ever seen in my life. And by that time, I was very deep into my, my spiritual journey. And so I, I attempted communication with the toad. And uh, I could tell that it had some level of message for me, though I wasn't on its frequency uh, match. So I wasn't able to discern exactly what it wanted. But it stayed with me for about, I'd say, seven to 10 minutes before it, it finally just left. And that led to a, a conversation with my neighbor, who uh, was in a bus right next to me, told her I had seen this toad. She let me know the name of the toad and had forwarded some information about it, uh, its living environment, its habitat, uh, its mating cycles, its hibernation cycles, and, and all of this scientific information, which was great. And then that conversation led to uh, another person in the community asking if I was aware that it had a psychoactive compound to it, 5-MeO-DMT. And to be honest, I had never even heard of the toad medicine or 5-MeO-DMT at that point. Within a week's time, another neighbor presented to me a plate in which some of this medicine had been extracted from one of the toads. And at the time, I was already, still, I was already serving mushroom ceremonies and working with with uh, plant medicines. So they had brought this medicine to me and with a message saying that we feel that you would probably be the most appropriate person on the property to handle this medicine. Would you prepare it for us for a ceremony? And so I, I did some research on it. And at the time, there was only one pamphlet out about it. On, it was on the internet. Uh, very little information could be found at the time when I had discovered it. And so I did the best that I could to, to extract that knowledge on how to prepare the medicine and uh, set up a ceremony for us on the 4th of July that very year. So it was 2016 uh, when this had happened. It was transformative. The first experience I had with it 
was amazing. It was profound. It was absolutely profound. However, it was so profound, I wasn't able to digest the fullness of that experience. So I prepared uh, a second ceremony and went into that the, the, the eve of my birthday. So it was uh, July 23rd, that same year. So just one month, 20 days later, 19 days later. Yeah, 19 days later. And that second experience, I received the medicine and it changed everything for me. When I say changed everything, this is where I believe, you know, a lot of the, the new age talk of timelines starts coming in because it took me to a place that there was absolutely nothing. I was completely alleviated of every type of thought and, and, and concern, belief, all of it was gone. There was nothing remained except eternalness. And that eternalness was, didn't need to think. It was, it, was, it was almost as if questions and answers existed at the same time. So you didn't need to ask or even explain. You just is a knowing, a, a being. And I experienced that for whatever interval of time, my physical body, but it felt like eternity. It felt like I was there and I was not coming back. When I did come back, it looked like I was back in the same place. I, I was in, you know, my body and in the same physical location, uh, a temple we call the Mayan temple in the middle of the desert. And there are people that were with me were there. However, as I started to the next day, when I woke up and began to interact with people, including my parents and everyone, something had changed. And it was, it was so, it was so bizarre. It was like, I was here. And so everything was the same, but everything was different. The people that I knew were all slightly altered for the better. So like everyone spoke a little kinder. Everyone was a little bit more open. Everything in life had changed like that. The colors were brighter. Uh, I was still in the desert, but the desert was more beautiful than it had ever appeared. And so it, 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 was, it, it felt as if what it brought me back to was a completely different reality than what I had experienced, but it looked like the reality that I had left in the sense that I, I still had my name. And like I said, my friends and my family were the same, but they were all different. They were all altered for the better. Everything became better from there. And so over the course of the next 13 weeks, I, I experimented with that medicine myself. And it, it was an embodiment process of integration of that medicine into my waking consciousness. And so I have never been the same since the experience with this toad. And as many would report, it does very similar results with those who have the, the blessing of experiencing that toad. Your story reminds me of a movie that I may have seen a little clip of something. I think it was called The Butterfly Effect. Oh, yes. It's exactly like that. You come back to it and it's like there's the people, but they're different. It's a different scenario and situation. It's exactly like, at least that's what happened for me was my experience. And so a part of me feels like it has to do with that, the idea of timelines that, that I completely jumped a different timeline and left my old reality behind. It's, it's a, like a holographic image of the old one. So it looks the same, but it feels completely different, completely different. And so for those listeners that don't understand jumping timelines, can you break that down quickly for us? So my understanding of what this is, is because we're, we're in an infinite uh, experience. The 
existence of the universe is holographic, meaning that all paths exist, particularly when we're as we are here right now. The future is literally infinite. Every path can be taken. The path in which we do move down will be elected by your vibration as your current now. You will literally vibrate into the next manifestation of your timeline. And so all of these timelines exist. All the possibilities of your tomorrow are there. And so uh, you can jump from one to the other in vibration. If you change your vibration, you can literally leave one timeline behind and elect another. And they're infinite. They're completely infinite. So you can, at any time, you can switch timelines. And so the timeline trajectory that I was on took a leap into a completely different timeline. And so that's the timeline I have pretty much remained on. And it's what I feel a lot of people even say when they talk about the 5D consciousness or new earth is what they're referring to. I see God everywhere. In fact, at this point, there's nothing else to me. The only thing that is happening is God. It's appearing as the wall, as you, as me, as the sunlight, as the earth. And so I now interact with myself as if I'm interacting with God the whole time. And that's why I show up the way I do because I love myself. And that's my, that's my testament back to myself is hi, I see you. I'm going to show my love for you because you're me. And so that's the biggest shift that took place within that timeline shift is that old reality of feeling like I was separate or I was a person completely gone, completely gone. I find that so interesting. And here on our podcast, we have several guests who share their way or their journey into pure alignment. That's what the podcast is, is quantum alignment. And I hear you saying that that's the way that you found yourself into a quantum alignment state. Now, with that being said, and we've had many a guest who've, you know, shared different pieces. If someone were to choose to go in the direction that you're laying out, um, finding a, a, a ceremony facilitator, maybe even yourself, checking into toad medicine, how do we choose someone who's doing it ethically and using those products sustainably? Because this is natural medicine that we have to be very careful with. And if we can't have an explosion of one medicine and then it be extinct. So what's your take on that, Vishnu? I'm glad that you mentioned this because uh, I'm in a lot of conversations around this specific subject right now as the emergence of psychedelics hits the uh, the mental health world, and now it's becoming one decriminalized, and in in some locations fully legalized to use these these beautiful molecules, and so we do have to have integrity in the use of them, and so I highly recommend getting to know your facilitator as in not just jumping into, uh, and there is the leap of faith where you take you know you just trust and you go, but truly take there's no rush. You are infinite. You are infinite. And, and these lifetimes come and go. So there is no rush into any of it. Get to know your facilitator, especially right now with the surge as it, it's expanding, because there is a trend element that, that people jump onto and they, they have one combo session and all of a sudden they're ordering it online from somebody on Facebook and they're serving people, but they haven't had any like real training with the combo. Same thing with ayahuasca, San Pedro, all these things. Bufo included can be purchased online. 
And so that would be another question you can ask your facilitator. If you want to know really where their heart resides with these medicines is where, where, how, you know, what is the source of your medicine and how are you connected to that medicine? Uh, I mean, it makes all the difference how that, that person's getting it. And, and for me, like there is a time which I encourage every single facilitator, whether whatever medicine you choose to take time to mature your practice. And for me, like with the, with the psilocybin, the first 10 years of my experiment or my, my experience with it was experimentation with myself. And so getting to know how this responds to me. And then my friends were interested in, in having the experience. So I, I did live experiments with my friends, not necessarily in, in the way like of a lab rat, but in way of camping trips and uh, just really awesome environments to see how people would respond with this medicine. And that was 10 years of doing that before I ever really started offering it to people who would ask to have guidance with it. And so, I mean, that was a, a minimum of a decade of investment in time. I don't say necessarily a person has to take that length of time, but do take some time, just, just like a mechanic, you know, like you can learn all this beautiful stuff in school as a mechanic, but without the application of your mechanic skills and experience with it, uh, you're still going to be fresh in, in a medical industry as well. You know, there are practices and procedures that you go through over and over and over before you go out and have your own practice, you get that level of experience. And so what I suggest is if a person wants to get that experience, you shadow somebody or do apprenticeship with somebody who has the experience. Uh, ultimately, and this is where we get into this, the new age versus the, the old knowledge. Ultimately, you really do have all the wisdom inside you. And so in the new age world, it's like, oh, I don't need to study. I know it all. It, that's true. Yes. But it's like a tree that's top heavy. It's so heady that you get yourself into a lot of mistakes. Whereas I believe in the old school way of, of maturing through a process and actually using our, our ancestors. So like going back and reading books that were written 2000 years ago, 5,000 years ago, you know, I read the Gita, which is like a 10,000 year old book. And so having the benefit of what our ancestors gained in terms of knowledge before us, learning things like the Toltec calendar, the Mayan calendar, our ancestors built these huge monuments, the pyramids and uh, Stonehenge and all these really amazing things to help us learn from what they knew. And so, yes, you have all of the information within you, but every one of the people who have come before us are also you. And they live their life so that we could benefit and extract that knowledge from those eras. Uh, and so ask your facilitator these questions, you know, get, get to know that facilitator. What is their intention? How did they meet this medicine? How long they've been practicing it? There are now at least two websites I'm aware of that are doing vetting of uh, psychedelic practitioners and are offering a database that is safer for people to know trusted sources of medicine practitioners. And so those are two sites that now can be uh, resourced to get to know at least people that have had some experience with it. Uh, and I would like to add, I would like to add this because of the, the, the sustainability factor when it comes to these medicines, specifically this toad medicine. This is a medicine that is limited to one species 
in one area of the world that only leaves its hibernation cycle for two to three months of the year. It is a very, very precious resource. So I encourage anyone who really wants to get to know this to get to know it through somebody who has experience because to put a strain on that particular resource uh, would just be absolutely devastating. And, and amongst all the activity that we've had over the course of the last couple hundred years, we have stressed entire species to extinction. And I would like to know that we've learned from those habits and, and are now practicing more sustainable means. So reach out to somebody. Uh, and if you really, really want to connect, you can offer prayer and, and ask for divine guidance. If you are ready, the teacher always appears. That's all you have to do is send a signal from your heart to the universe. I'm ready to have this next level experience. You will find a practitioner for you. They will arise. It just will happen. That's how I get most of my, my interactions. If somebody has literally asked the universe, I'm seeking, ta-da, well, I am here. And, and it, you just trust that process and it will, it will arise. It absolutely will arise. The universe wants to give you your most fulfilled, healthy, best experience, your most aligned self. It wants to provide that for you. So with intention and integrity, ask for it within, have authenticity in that request. And, and naturally all the characters who are needed for that journey will arise. All the tools will arise, everything to fulfill your, your exact request will arise. I love that you said that because that happened for us today. And I appreciate you so much. Um, we have just a few minutes left in the podcast, but I really want to honor your time because you've made time for us today, but I still have some questions. Sure, love. First off, you mentioned some resource sites or research sites could you tell us what those are or do you feel comfortable in sharing where someone could do more research on this if they're looking? And to second your statement, it will come to you. We, we don't have to go out and look for it. It comes to you, right? The teacher comes to the student. Really, that's how it works. But if someone wants is really interested in their thinking about doing it and they've seen signs all around them, where is a good research platform for them? So the uh, first one I can say that I actually know the, the gentleman who, uh, who have, both of them have co-founded this, it's entheoconnect.com. And it's a fairly new site within the last four to five months, it's been, it's been opened up and they're still adding to their database. So it's growing and growing and growing every day, every week. Uh, and they're taking a vetting process to, to know all the facilitators that will apply to be on their website. So entheoconnect.com. Com. Thank you. Plantmedicine.com is another great resource to, to connect with. Uh, the other website that uh, it has specifically facilitators on just came into my awareness within the last couple of weeks. I don't know the website uh, off the top of my head. I could uh, perhaps get you the information for it, though. But it's just now beginning like the entheogenic revolution or plant medicine revolution is here. And so they're going to be more of these sites. And, and, and honestly, if you are interested and you're watching this podcast, you're always welcome to reach out to me. I am in a huge network of medicine practitioners all across the country, from California, Oregon, Washington, all across the South, 
actually, I know people up in the uh, Utah, Colorado area, uh, even the East Coast and the Northern um, states up there as well. But if you'd like to contact me, you can. I'd be happy to provide my uh, email address, my uh, Facebook, my Instagram. Is it all right if I provide that now? Yeah. Is there one across the platforms that we can follow you at? Yeah, absolutely. Well, all of them, all of them are essentially the same. Uh, face, Facebook would be facebook.com slash I am Vishnu one, 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 one. My Instagram is I am or uh, Instagram.com slash I am Vishnu one, 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 one. Uh, my email address is iamvishnu1111 at gmail.com. That's my direct inbox. And if anybody out there is, is, is happy to hear this and feel this and wishes to contribute to the practice that I have uh, for sustainability or just your kindness, you can also contact me at the paypal.me slash iamvishnu1111. Well, I am Vishnu1111. I love you. You are fabulous. Thank you for being on today. You know, meditation, breath work, animal connection, working with the pure infinite bliss that you've talked about. I think those are all great tips for getting us quantumly aligned, which is the goal of our podcast. So I want to thank you so much for making time to be here today. You're welcome. Thank you helping us encourage others to get one step closer to our aligned self. Thank you audience as well for tuning in today. I'm your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Thank you for listening and let's make this your very best life ever. Namaste family. This episode has been brought to you by Universal Love.